0: Hello, waking live. We are back with our third marriage series, um, and we are going to talk a little bit about our family life and our kids' life. We had a question that asked us, um, how, "What was the specific question?" I kind of forget. Um, how, oh, ideas of how we raise kids who love Jesus. So, you you have, s-
1: why don't you start that one?
0: When I start that one, all right. Um, I think. We actually, um, pretty early on when we were first, when the girls were pretty little, we actually did this, um, intentional parenting, um, series with Diane Comer and Phil Comer. If you guys don't know what that is, you guys should definitely look it up. And we did, um, one of their retreats or their conferences as well as their book. And that was very life changing for us in a lot of ways. Um, But I think one of the things that has been a priority for me um, is making sure that the kids feel heard and that I'm a safe place that they can talk about things, like anything that's on their heart. And I had read a book called Desperate early on um, by um, Sally Clarkson that talked about doing five minutes at night with your kids. And it was just, it's a very small part of, The day with the kids, but that their children, as they were grown now, it's the time that they remember the most. So pretty much from when the girls were really little, we've always done five minutes each with them. And it's always, not every night, but a lot of nights, it's such a special time. It's a time where I hear their hearts about God. I can hear about their day at school, if they're in school. Um, And obviously, it's developed as they've grown like it's developed more into a conversation than it even did when they were little. But um, I think that that has been something that we've done to just intentionally pour into them and cultivate a relationship with them that then they want to know what we think about the Lord and they ask questions. And uh, Gracie, for instance, is just always asking us questions in that five minutes about what we think about this certain thing and, It's where we talk about anything, pretty much. But I think that that is a huge part of cultivating the relationship with Jesus is actually cultivating relationship with them first.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think that I'm a little more sensitive to wanting to make sure that they have um, they have the tools that they need to live out their faith uh, for their whole life, Mm -hmm. and I think an important part of that is the ability to just think critically and ask questions and be okay with doubts and questions and to say, I don't know to a lot of questions that they have about, you know, why is there pain in in the world? Why is there suffering? Why do, um, you know, why do children die? Why do these, all these awful things, why is there cancer You know, all those questions that even as adults we all struggle with. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's what I am always trying to zone in on and, I think I'm also sensitive to just what I've called paradigms. And that's what often happens with people is they grow up, in, you know, in a Christian home or some paradigm. And you can take your pick. They grew up Catholic or they grew up going to a non-denominational Calvary Chapel or they, you know, grew up, you know, Eastern Orthodox. You can name it. You know, they're all different like paradigms. And each of those paradigms is a man-made lens in in how to view Jesus and how to view God and heaven and, you know, any number of things. And I think that I've come to, you know, come to a place where I don't necessarily... I don't think that any one paradigm, and that again, just being like any one like group of humans has all the right answers and has uh, God in a box. I think he obviously has said over and over that he cannot be put in a box. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that when you try to anchor your kids early on with... um with, with those elements of the paradigm that you happen to be in, then you set them up for really, um, for difficult times in the future. So doubts are something I've always struggled with. I have questions all the time. Um, and so I think I try to go to the kids with that spirit of just like our, you know, open handed faith that, um, isn't pigeonholed and that, Mm. that is anchored in truth, but also, um, also with the, the truth that God can't be contained and that we, he is so much further beyond what we can understand on planet earth beyond, you know, distance and time and, um, human thought and capacity and, um, the wonder of God, I think I try to always, um, let the kids remind the kids of, because, you know, it's throughout human history that's humans are always trying to just say, Oh, we've got God figured out and he's in a box. And this is, this is the truth, you know, and this is how it should be. And this is how you should order your life. But, you know, I think if everybody's honest, like you go through this, through your life, that's always evolving. You know, what you thought was absolutely true about God and, and Christianity 10 years ago, your thoughts have probably evolved on that quite a bit. And so I think a healthy faith is one that builds in, that um again that component of growth in your faith. And so I think that's what I focus on is building into everything we teach the kids about God and Jesus, uh, an element that it is they they'll never have it all figured out, that there's gonna be constant growth in their faith Mm -hmm. and it'll be worked out with fear and trembling. Mm -hmm. And um you know, and that it's okay to question. Mm -hmm. And that God you've always said that, that. Yeah. God can handle
0: yeah, your questions and you yeah. can
1: handle your doubts and
0: mm-hmm. and something we tell the kids often he that yeah. he can handle that and just
1: to not live in fear of mm-hmm. that at all yeah. but to ask questions and to question you know what you're told you know mm-hmm. it's okay to do that mm-hmm. it's okay to question what we tell them mm-hmm. you know we know that they will do that so i think leaning into that and mm-hmm. um and just kind of supplementing that exploration of their own hearts
0: mm-hmm.
1: Is, that's important to, to both of us, but yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think really focusing, you kind of hit on it a little bit, but really focusing on the relationship aspect of Jesus and how, I mean, because in that early stages, that's what's still kind of developing for them and less harping on all of the religiosity and all of the things that we should and shouldn't do. And obviously that plays into some of your discipline, but... Um, more on the relationship and how he desired. I tell the girls constantly, like he desires relationship with you. Um, he desires to spend time with you. He's always there. Like even when mommy and daddy aren't there for you, he's always there. And it's something that it's just this constant conversation. We're always kind of speaking over them. And I think that that really helps a kid understand that it's about love. It's about that. He loves us. It's not about because I have to, or I need to, or mommy's doing it and daddy's doing it. It's, I have this God in heaven who loves me. And I think that plays a huge role with kids and really all of us, but spe- especially when you're developing that relationship with the Lord. And I also think obviously kids learn through example and something that it was actually just the other day, Jonathan, I came down the stairs and tired and groggy in the morning and he's already been awake for a little bit. And he looks at me and he goes, you can go spend your Jesus time. And that's something that intentional actually talked a lot about is just setting that up as something that we just do. We spend time with Jesus and every morning I will spend time with Jesus and the kids know whether they're awake or whether that's before they wake up, like they know that's my Jesus time in the morning. And it sometimes is loud and crazy, but I'm still in my, in the word. And that has developed something in the kids that I think they see that and they are, they're hungry for it and they thirst for that. And the girls are starting to want to do that themselves. And Jonathan's a little bit little, but even he has a desire for the word. That's probably beyond his years because they just see that lived out too. Because they obviously follow your example even more than what you say.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then as they grow, I mean, I think, yeah, it'll be, it'll just be continuing to model it out um what it looks like in both the good times and the bad times yeah
0: absolutely what it
1: looks like to go through grief what it looks like Mm. to go through you know challenges and what what we do in that way Mm -hmm. um letting them in on the process which i'm not as good at i i don't um show them as much because most of my spiritual processing if you will is usually is is alone and in Mm -hmm. solitude so that's something I'll probably need to work on more. And as I take the kids on, you know, more trips as they get older.
0: Well, and that's something we could hit on. I feel like you do, you take the kids on special dates. I do, yeah. And just showing that father figure who's really present and really wanting to hear and really wanting to delve into their lives, I think is a huge example of the Lord for them Mm -hmm. as well.
1: Sure, yeah. Yeah, and just, you know, Trying to help them build the right habits for each one of their personality types, mm-hmm. yeah, and trying to unfold who they are as a person, and then match that with the elements of God that that they will resonate the most with. Mm-hmm. So you know, Brooklyn being most more emotion driven, she responds so much more to the love of God. Mm-hmm. Gracie being more um, idealistic, she you know it's the tenets of God holiness and Mm. um rightness and righteousness and just how things should be Mm -hmm. she that she resonates with that jonathan we're still figuring out but you know helping them to tie those elements of themselves to their relationship with god but then also um trying to help them with those elements of god that they struggle with Mm -hmm. you know like why again why are why are there bad things why Mm -hmm. do people hurt why Mm -hmm. and trying to look at it from both ways and equip them with the ability to think and process and pray, and ask the questions for themselves mm-hmm. um, as they grow older. And they don't know, they don't know how to ask those things. So, like you're saying, modeling those things mm-hmm. is probably the best thing that we can do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, we also just like practically every night. Um, again, this is something I think we learned from Intentional. But every night we do uh, Bible,
1: mm-hmm. pretty
0: much every night, probably. Uh, more consistently than not, but we do Bible time. And, um, I've actually even started doing where we do listening prayer together. And I started that actually when Gracie was pretty little and it's actually pretty incredible. I think oftentimes as adults, we think that kids can't really go there or go that deep with the Lord, but it's surprising how, how deep they really can go. And it's surprising what they hear. And sometimes it's silly, of course, and, and whatever else, one time I think Jonathan said he was, he, he was hungry. His tummy was rumbling and that's what he heard. Um, but even that, like, I think just letting them develop and practice those, um, spiritual language, that spiritual relationship with the Lord.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. What else would you say?
1: I mean, I don't know. I think that, um, I just think that it's really I think it it just comes down to not to just showing them how to live life and then having their faith be woven into the element all of all of the elements of their life mm-hmm. instead of coming up with again like whatever system of call it religion that you know you're you're practicing and all that stuff. and then it's it's kind of a vague explanation, but still, I think that's it. It's, it's how do you weave in their relationship with God throughout their daily life. Mm -hmm. And so that it's not, you know, so that it feels close to them and part of them instead of, um, instead of something that they do or works that they need to accomplish or, you know, Mm -hmm. a a system that they wear, Mm -hmm. you know, it is instead, yeah, it's woven into the fabric of their day Mm -hmm. and of their life. And that's, it's, that's something I think that we try to um, model out for them and just show them.
0: Mm-hmm. And by no no means are we saying we've done it all perfect or right. And I think that's actually a huge component too, is being willing to say sorry to your kids and being willing to admit your weaknesses and your flaws and things that you not don't do good. I think one of the most profound things that happened in our five minute time with Gracie is I was telling her that. I struggle with perfectionism and it's something that I really have to fight and people pleasing. And I said, that's something that even she may struggle with because I do and that she's going to have to learn to cut off as a, as a lie and it's not right. Even though mommy is showing that it's still mommy's not perfect and it's not right. And I think I just watched her that vulnerability and humility I was offering. uh, Then she came back with that and, was able to express what she struggles with. And we just had this really beautiful conversation about it. But I think being willing to admit this is what we struggle with. We're not perfect at this. We're not good at this. Mommy struggles Mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Daddy struggles with this. I think really makes you humanized. And so I think puts you in a position where you're not trying to lord things over them. You're just trying to lead them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that that pretty much sums it up what we what my answer would be for that.
0: Yeah, so that pretty much it? If you could distill it down in three things so that we could say three things. What oh did boy. we say? Just a recap.
1: Um I think <sighs> leading by example. Mm -hmm. And then showing them how you process your own Mm -hmm. uh, faith. Mm -hmm. I think also, um, like we said, showing them that, that God loves them above all of the other things that come with, you know, what church you happen to go to at the moment and, Mm -hmm. and that kind of a thing. Um, And then building in a, uh, a faith that can grow with them, you know, and that isn't stuck but giving them the tools to grow with their faith, as, you know, for their faith to grow with them, maybe, um, as they get older and as they, as they evolve as people.
0: So It was well done. It was four, but it was well done. Well, thank you, guys. We'll see you next time on Awaken Life. Bye.